Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sportive AF. It's Audrey Freeman here, and I'm so thrilled to be here today. Thank you so much, guys, for staying put while I've had a small break of podcasting. I'm so excited to be back and doing weekly episodes with you all. As you've probably read from the title of this podcast, I'm interviewing Joy Womack. She is a great friend of mine and obviously an incredible dancer. We talk about so many different things in today's episode, including Joy's incredible career so far, the ups and downs that she's had, and obviously general advice for anyone who's listening. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay, so hello everyone on the podcast. I'm so excited today as I have my wonderful friend and incredible dancer, Joy Womack. Hello. Hi, it is so much fun to be here. I'm so excited as I've become good friends with Joy over the last month and I'm so excited for her to share her story. Oh, it's really great to be here and I've been so inspired by Audrey and her (laughs) amazing prowess to be able to put what she does out onto the internet. So it's fun. She's remotivated myself. Yeah, Yeah, this might become a regular thing, guys. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, let's start off by maybe you telling us a little bit about your background, how you, you know, got into this profession and yeah. Okay. Um, Well, I was born in Santa Monica, California. Um, I went to a school called the Westside School of Ballet, which actually is kind of a feeder school for the West Coast for a school of American ballet. So it was based on Balanchine training and... So some of the first kind of tries I got to do at ballet were Balanchine mm-hmm. uh, variations. Wow. And I loved the feeling of freedom, flying and expressivity because my main director, she really focused on that. Uh, little did I know I would, my parents would move to Texas and there's like no ballet in Texas. I like, well, no, that's now I know that that's a different story, but yeah. when we had moved to Austin, um, Austin is kind of like an artsy city, but not necessarily for classical ballet. It's right. more like neoclassical. Right. So I felt really lost because I had done a lot of reading as a young child. Of if I was going to become a professional dancer, I needed to be training at a level that mm. wasn't available to me. Right. The kind of dance that is really big in Austin is kind of that like commercial, yes. jazz, lyrical... And I, I wanted to be a ballerina. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, had, I knew from a really early age that um, this is something that I loved. Yeah. And I couldn't live without. And I loved the dedication, the focus, the imagination. Uh, so I went to YGP and I got a scholarship to go to the Kirov Academy. Wow, okay. Um, it so was, that was a really big moment of, you know, you realizing that. I don't know if YGP was a big moment, but I think it certainly was an eye-opener because I literally showed up in a leotard and a practice tutu and my mom dropped me off like as if I was going to ballet class. Right. We had no idea what we were doing. Yes. Like no, no idea. Like my coach... She's so amazing. Like, she created my contemporary solo. Meanwhile, there's a little girl there in her $7,000 tutu with her, like, two coaches. Yeah, private coaches, everything. Yeah, it really opened my eyes to also how difficult it was to become a ballerina in the United States. Mm, The cost of it. I have a huge family. I have eight brothers and sisters. (laughs) 
So, I mean, that was just not something that I knew yeah. would be like in the cards for me. Um, but then I got accepted to go to the Kirap Academy of Ballet on scholarship. and Amazing. That was so amazing. I don't think I could have done what I did later in my life if I hadn't gone to the Kirap Academy in D.C. Yes. And yeah. It's so sad that it's closed. Yeah, too. that's... That's devastating. When did it close? Just last year. Oh, gosh. And it was a big school for creating some of the best dancers yeah, really? in companies today. You know, there's a lot of, if you look at a lot of principal and soloist dancers, you can Same see like from... one or two years at least at this school. I mean, yeah. it was like this crazy Maganava. Yeah, <laughs> it's like crazy. a Russia. <laughs> yeah, but in some ways it was exactly what I feel like the U.S. needed. Yes, oh yeah. You know, yeah. minus the crazy, but... Um, <laughs> but a little bit of that as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just don't have very many of those institutions in yeah. the U.S. So yeah, for sure. I think um, after my second year of being there in the school, it was very. It was made apparent to me that I couldn't go to YGP or do any of these competitions without paying for privates. Yes. And we just didn't have the funds for like the two hundred dollar minimum yeah. per hour. Yeah. Um, and I and I my parents couldn't even afford for me to stay at the Kirov Academy, even though I had at that point had a half scholarship right. it was still crazy and like living in washington dc yeah, another city you know expenses so crazy and so it was either like try to find a scholarship to another school in new mm. york or san francisco or go back to school mm. and like try to get into university and right. i my grandmother at that time she's always lived in new york but this uh-huh. is before she moved with my parents she said, like, come up and just spend the weekend with me. And I went to a master class because the Bolshoi Ballet was um, oh, in right, town. doing a master class. Yeah, and wow. so like, little me just, oh. like, turned in with, like, way too much energy was in this class. And this woman, <laughs> Svetlana Pavlovna, she is actually the head of the character dancing. Um, right, okay. School, she saw me and she was like, you should come to you the have school. To come. Which <gasps> was so crazy to me because I, like, at this point, I was definitely not the best in my class. Yes, okay. Not the best body, not the best turnout like really yeah. she had the energy the desire but she, <laughs> she did, did not have anything else that's it you know she had the passion <laughs> and that was <laughs> so I went to the summer intensive um but already knowing that they had accepted me for the year which right. was so crazy oh my gosh but wow. I didn't know at that time that in the Bolshoi school they actually have two tracks of dancers they have mm-hmm. like a um foreigner program uh-huh. and then they have a Russian program so they keep uh, them kind yeah. of like separate. Um, and the coach who was teaching me that summer, she pushed um, and then helped me. She pushed me into her class, like because she had handpicked girls um, because of the way the Bolshoi system works. You have five years, and then there's a deciding point where they do a huge cut, right? And then there's the next three years of like professional okay, training. Okay. And so this woman, her name was. Um, Natalia Arhipova, she was a great prima ballerina in the yeah. Bolshoi. She handpicked me to be in her class. <gasps> wow. Which, which, like, at the time, I didn't understand. Yeah, how, how like, amazing how that is. That, what an opportunity that yeah. was and, like, how special it was. Um, and so she, like, pushed me to dance Paquita. I had never done a solo wow. before, you know, besides, like, YGP or variations yeah, class. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd never, I'd always been in the corps de ballet or, yeah, you know. Wow. So that was really special. And oh, then my goodness. I performed yeah. that and the director, my. <laughs> Uh, Leonova, she was like, yeah, sure, put her in the Russian course. 
Oh, that's really amazing. Yeah. So little Miss Me, like just like brand new spanking 15 years old, moves off to Moscow without my parents, wow. without anything, like without the language, um, moves into this dorm. And my teacher, like within the first two days of class, was like, well, if you don't learn Russian in three months, I'm going to kick you out of the oh. international program. And I just started to wake up like so early and oh. just like sit in my little oversplits because I got there and everybody was like Everyone's so flexible and like, I couldn't even like do a split. You, and then see, I split. you see all of the photos in like the hallways of a guy of a Bolshoi just like oversplits, yep. <laughs> bending the toes, the hyperextension. Yeah. They all have um, gymnastics class up until like yeah. the fifth year and I think actually after I graduated they like brought back the gymnastics for like the all three years right. too so right so you were really I going the extra, the, pressure. Mile, <laughs> going the extra mile to stretch and I I didn't realize it but I have to say a huge thank you to her because she casted me in all of the productions that the wow. Bolshoi school the Bolshoi school would go on tour and do full-length production so wow, from my really first good. moment in the school I was dancing on the Bolshoi stage oh, like I got to amazing. do the premiere when they brought back La Fimo Garde I actually got to learn the lead like in my wow. first year of school which was like so crazy yeah um and then tragedy struck my teacher's husband had a stroke so she actually had to like drop our class and oh. she like quit teaching which was so <gasps> like devastating and then the second year um my teacher Yelena Bobrova took over and she didn't really like me at first. She really was like, she's too wild. No, no turnout, no refinement. She's just like a little horse, like in a China (laughs) shop. Um, and she loved my friend Nasty Liminko, who had just like won a competition, like right. literally perfect, amazing turnout. So love the natural facility yeah. of just like yeah. yeah. Um, and that like turned into a rivalry between the two right. of us. Right. Right. Um, which actually, like now I look back, she's like a dear, dear friend, and yes. we love each other. But I mean, that was really, really tough because yeah. I had like was riding this high of like getting to dance all these solo roles. Mm. And then all of a sudden it was like, mm, I don't know if I really love you. Yeah, you know? exactly. So my friend Dasha Bachkova, um was like, look, I have this coach I work with on the outside mm. and I'll give you her number. And so I called her. So I would wake up at 6 a.m. I'd be at hers at 7. We would do two hours of training. I would go back to school Bolshoi school, do my full day of classes oh my gosh. in school. And what was your full day like? Um, we had ballet class, I think it was like 10, 9.30. And mm-hmm. then we had two and a half hours of ballet class. Then oh, we had, wow. that's, a, that's yeah. a long ballet class. Yeah, yeah. And then we had lunch, then we had point or repertoire, and then we would go and do like... It depended on the day. We'd ha- we'd have our normal school classes too. Right. So you'd have like art history, music history. And yes. I was in the Russian program. So I didn't <gasps> so have... Yeah. Like I had to take the Russian school classes. Right. And then like once or twice a week, I'd have Russian language class. Because as a foreigner, you had to like show that you could speak Russian. Sure, yeah. So... Um, <laughs> And then, like, depending on the day, we'd have either acting or parada mm. or um, character or historical dancing. Yes. And then, after that, we would have, like, four hours of rehearsal so for what, whatever we were doing. what time would you finish? Ten. Nine, ten. So you would literally yeah. do more than 12-hour days yeah. from, oh, from 15? Totally. Yeah. And so then wow. I... Um, that's, the that's a huge schedule. It was crazy. And I think it's, like, what led to a lot of injuries. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
um, that I was really stupid. I mean, obviously I was by myself, so I didn't really have like a parental figure like to say, maybe you should stop. Yeah. Maybe take it easy a bit. Relax. Yeah. yeah. So my first year I ended up having to get surgery because I had like a piece of a bone that like broke off. Um, and luckily I did that surgery in Russia, which actually like there was a doctor who had just done the same surgery on Artyomov Cherenko, who's like a principal with Bolshoi. And so I think like if I had come back to the States, they actually would have done a different surgery, which would have meant just like I couldn't have like, cause I was back on point shoes like a month later, you know, and then I ended up dancing like everything yeah at the end which like when we got the mri results they were like no you're not going to dance for nine months so oh my goodness anyway like that was really great that that had happened there um yes yeah that is yeah rather than going back and then probably taking way more time off yeah maybe yeah Yeah. i mean i don't know like looking back i'm like "Hmm, i don't know if that was the greatest decision but (laughs) yeah i mean hindsight's really great (laughs) (laughs) i mean okay i'll like fast forward through it so basically after working with this coach like she really helped my technique and And would you do two hours every day with her or some days or at the beginning it was every day and then it went to to like yeah yeah then it went to like two hours like then it went to like one hour or it would be like three times a week sure sure so it would it would rotate but definitely that trek in the dark to her house Oh, and God. then back to the center, then back to Franziska. Oh, like that was so peak hard. Peak of winter, God, yeah, in Russia. Yeah, no, but I, I actually cherish those memories. Yes, and that time with her, yes. and we have so, I have so many stories, and I remember her. Also, like when I ended up graduating, I graduated like at the top of my class, and, and, oh, and that's I danced such Bikita. I danced La Fimogarde at seventeen, my yeah. first like full length ballet, and I loved wow. it, and I just like remember my coach just being like you're a ballerina like when I graduated and that was like really hard to go from like all of that coaching winning competitions and then into a company yeah that was like and so now one of my biggest passions is actually like helping dancers um kind of survive mentally giving them the tools Mm. that they need for like the first two years of company life after um school because one, it's so difficult to get into mm-hmm. a company. So often the only people who get into companies are the ones who were the best da, 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 yeah. in the class. But then that sets up this like crazy mental oh, yeah. game of like, oh my God, I had all of this support. And then... And all of this personalized coaching yeah. and treatment and attention. And, and then having nothing yeah. and having to do it for yourself or finding yeah. a way. Um, which looking back actually in Russia I was really really fortunate like I'm really happy that I did do the beginning of my career in Russia yes because the coaching or the people you have are very hands-on like when I went into the Bolsha I had a coach named Marina Viktorovna Kondratova she was the coach of, of Ostipova of like oh, all wow. of the like great great best ballerinas and she gave me so many things that even to this day, I still hear her voice yeah. and her class and just like that adjustment. And she was actually the person who like convinced me to go to the Kremlin Ballet when there was like right. a scandal. She was like, you need to dance. Don't stay back, which, you know, I mean, I think in hindsight, you think about your life and you wonder what you could have done differently, but everything does happen for a reason. It does, it does. And I wouldn't have met the person who was the most formulative in my life, which was my next coach, Jana Vladimirovna And like, when I mean to tell you how different it is, like she literally was my mother, like the mother I didn't have. She literally would like, down to like cooking me dinner to like, like 
putting my pins in my hair for the for backstage to like yeah. coaching me on every single thing to like relationship advice like yeah. she was it all and like she said <clears throat> jump and I just said like how high and that mm. was our relationship for wow. over four years and it almost got to a point too where I rebelled against it in a little bit where I was okay. like I need to be my own person right. I'm just being like yes yeah. and like now looking back at it I was like wow Joy you just probably needed a six-month break and you would have been fine exactly but my knee-jerk reaction was like after I'd won um the gold medal in Korean national uh, Korean ballet competition and mm. then like I had gotten like bronze or whatever yeah. in, in Moscow and um I just was like I need to change like I danced all the repertory that there was in right. Kremlin except for like a few ballets and there was a ballerina who like I think she's still dancing to this day wow. and like god bless her she's beautiful but I remember it being like can I at least like have one try yeah. at this ballet right because um, you kind of in Russia have like the roles that you dance and the roles that you don't dance yeah and I am coming from this like Western background. I was like, I can dance everything. Yeah, you're Just like, give me a chance. <laughs> you know, like I wanted to dance Giselle and like, looking back at it, I was like, no, I definitely was not ready yeah. for Giselle. She was yeah. just like, again, a bull in the China shop wanting <laughs> to dance everything, you know? Um, I'm sure it wasn't, but yeah. I uh, yeah. So I went and I left and I moved to Korea as a principal dancer Wow. with the Universal Ballet because I had always admired seeing the Korean dancers the yeah. competitions I went to I was like they are so fierce they're they have so a perfect. level of discipline mm -hmm. and just cleanliness about the way they yeah. dance which is physicality oh yeah there's also like after living in Korea for two years like the humor the way they are oh, like wow. I I enjoyed it so much yeah, um, it but I was great. so lonely at the end of the okay. second year that I had missed the community I had in Russia. Yeah. So I went back and then that's when I like joined, I got an offer from Boston Ballet. Okay. Um, and the offer was kind of misleading. Mm. So it was like for a certain level of contract with the understanding that I would dance like other things. Right. And then I got there and it and didn't like work out. And so I and... was just like, I mean, and I also like a huge health scare in the beginning because uh -huh. I didn't realize like how... I mean, I'd lived at this point my whole life, this is like over 10 years mm. plus in Russia. Mm. So yes. I was completely ingrained in that, yep. in that system. So moving back to the States, like I didn't realize how hard it would be to get an apartment. Yeah. Or like all of the things that you do when you grow up in a country, you kind of just like get your driver's license at this age yeah, and you do this yeah. and you get a credit card and you know. Mm. And so I had like none of those skills. And then yep. all of a sudden I'm like, Handed, which I didn't realize, like, that's an awesome opportunity to have a full-time contract with Boston Ballet. Like, that's great. But I didn't have an apartment. Yeah. I didn't have, like... So I went into the their, like, eight-hour work days, which uh -huh. are crazy. Because, like, in Russia at that point, I was principal dancer. I came in, did my class in the morning, yeah. did my rehearsal with my coach, and then I went and did, like, my cross-training or yeah, whatever I needed yeah, to yeah, do. Yeah. It wasn't like you're obliged to be here the whole day. Like, right. yes... Like when I had a uh, run through of the show or I did the yeah, show, yeah, you it was like intense. In but if you think about it, it was more of like a targeted work time. And mm -hmm. then when you go back into the quarter ballet in a company in the US, you are there eight hours. Like you're there for your rehearsals. And my body was not ready. I dropped 20 pounds in the <gasps> first two weeks. 
Oh my god. Like, goodness. can you imagine? Like, I already was You're like already normal, super, you know? Yeah. So then they were like, You're totally anorexic. Uh-huh. And I was like, No, I'm You're not. Like, no, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm really not. Like, I just need support. Yeah. And like, that support doesn't exist in the it's US. It's like, do it yourself. What yeah. do you mean? You Find an apartment. Yeah. Which, Ask like, your family. Like, yeah. It's... I'm not from a very, like, at that point, my parents had like lost everything. You know, like, right. I was yeah. not from a wealthy family. Like, I couldn't. You couldn't just be just like, ask. Oh, here's $8,000. Yeah. for like apartment you know yeah so that was really really tough because then they're like well we can't like bring you back into can't the help. repertoire until you like oh. show that you don't have any I'm like I don't have any. <laughs> yeah. so then I was like out, out of commission and when I came back it was just like hell because I'm like in a body that I don't recognize yeah. like not feeling my best and then the pandemic hits and, oh so Jesus. then everyone oh. is like laid off or whatever they say in the u.s where you have to like go on the government like yeah. check or whatever because like they, they like in the u.s the way the companies work is they just call it like layoff period right. so literally it's a point of time where you can say that you're unemployed to the government because they can't like they can't pay keep pay oh my so you goodness. have like for example great timing week contract. yeah great 36 timing. weeks contracts so then it was the pandemic and I was just like I number one had realized in that year of like maybe like this isn't the place for me or I need like more like it just was like something around you people yeah it was a really hard moment of like my career and And how was it fitting into you know the company with you know different culture like as opposed America and Russia are so different How was it finding friend groups and that sort of thing? I mean, I struggled. Of course, everybody in the U.S. was super friendly and yes, like super yeah. nice. But it also was a level of like competitiveness mm. that I was not used to. Right. Like, I mean, even now dancing in the Paris Opera, like if you don't know the step, everyone is there to be like, here it is. This is it. Yeah. Like, this is the line. This is that. Like, nobody's about to tell you the wrong counts or yeah. like... And I definitely felt at Boston Valley, it was a little bit like, oh, well, you don't know it. You better, like... Oh, it's you like, know, you better find out. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not going to tell you or, like, you know, maybe oh, that was God. just, like, my impression of it. But it yeah, was... Yeah, but you felt It felt that. a little cutthroat. And right. I was just like, wow, okay. And it felt a little bit like going back to high school. Yeah, instead of yeah. Like, so, a bit judgmental, um, different but, feeling. I mean, now, looking back, like... And I have oh, my look. friends there that I, I still talk to and I love, and... Um, it just can't be like that because there is that pressure. It's like not even anyone's fault. No, there. it's no. like because they literally have to get renewed their contract every year. Yes, and yeah. there's like a right. check-in so once a year with ah. the teacher. Like whereas like my coach, I talk to her every day about how yeah, I'm doing how or going. what I can yes. improve. One time a year. You know, and yeah. one time a year you sit down with the director and then they tell you something. Yes, you're no. like, wait, have you even watched me? In class? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like, couldn't you have told me this, like, when you first saw it getting worse? Or, yeah. like, yeah. maybe, you know? <laughs> and I think that's, like, I have so much compassion for my friends who work in companies in the States because then you come away from that and you have, like, such a work that day. Yes. That yes. sets you apart. And, I mean, it's And good, that is really, yeah, you but know, unteachable some, to, to most fun. Yeah, definitely know. like some toxic traits that I'm like wow if we just had a little bit of government funding maybe we could <laughs> make maybe everything be... a little bit more chill yeah for sure so then um during the pandemic my friend Dimitri Gudanov and Misha Martinuk mm-hmm. who's a partner I worked with a lot um Dimitri Gud- Gudanov became the uh, director of a company in the south of Russia which I actually had worked with previously and he said do you want to come and be my assistant director 
Um, wow. and do you want to help run our, cause I've done a lot of like certifications for yes. like, Pilates, um, body code system, floor bar, like all of these things I was doing to help my body. Yeah. With, like, to the, help you as a person career. Yeah. And so he wanted to bring me in not only as like a principal ballerina to dance the ballets that they had, but also to help him like create ties That's with maybe right. the Balanchine Foundation or sure. this and it was so exciting for me because here I was not knowing if I was going to dance again because I just felt so broken you, from that experience so many different things in that little section yeah <laughs> um and then all of a sudden just like wow okay here I am coordinating like we're gonna have a, a floor bar class before ballet we're gonna that's uh, so good you know and seeing like the injury rate drop and and, and, and also from a perspective of someone who's currently dancing and yeah. seeing what's best like and know? like oh we have a problem with the boys the boys are just not doing ballet class like how yeah. can we get them like back yeah. into having a discipline because like in russia it's the opposite problem like they can't be fired yeah like you it's nobody has a fire under their ass sometimes in these like regional companies so it was yeah. like wow how can we get the repertoire in a place that's challenging everyone how can we make people feel seen how can we make the younger dancers who are coming in so that was really really cool for me and then like I mean, I'm not even there today. She's like, can you dance Don Q to open the season? I was like, <laughs> I have not done anything in like two years. Oh like, my God. So That's so, so good though. Like I know you and I know you just love to dance so, and you love to just work <laughs> constantly. <laughs> like if anyone knows Joy, like she's always doing a ballet class somewhere in the corner, like <laughs> 10 times a day or She's always much. finding different things to do, which I think is, has definitely made you so good yeah. as well. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so I really enjoyed like dancing there yeah. and doing that. Um, and then when I got married with my husband, which I, I love him, he's amazing. Um, we kind of knew that like we needed to go back to like a bigger city than where yeah. we were because it just like was, first of all, you have to like to the from the US to Moscow and then take another like oh, flight gosh. down you know so it was like kind of a logistical Hard to nightmare get there, probably not yeah. much not much going so on so I was kind of like negotiating at that point like well maybe I'll be still be like the guest ballerina here or like I'll help them yes, with the balancing fund or nah, 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 like um, and then while like okay moving to potentially Mihailovsky company or a company right. in Moscow like yeah. going back to like either Moscow Bigger. or St. Petersburg yeah um, definitely still wanting to be in Russia, but mm. like in either Moscow or St. Petersburg. More of an established city. Yeah. yeah. Like there was at one point where I was like, maybe we'll move to Novosibirsk, which is like really, really far away, but they have like such an amazing repertoire. Wow. Okay. And I was like, well, I, even if for like one or two years, like I just want to dance Spartacus or like, I just want to <laughs> yes, dance like Valentine yeah. Jewels or something. Um, but like where we were in Ostrahan was definitely like it's like one of the poorest cities in Russia. Right. I oh mean, my goodness. Yeah. I loved the people there and I could have stayed there, but yeah. it just like wouldn't work for our family. Like no. we needed more of like a yeah. bigger city. For sure. Um and then I wanted to go back to school, like university. Mm -hmm. So I mean we kind of were thinking, okay. Well, that's what we'll do. And so then I took this like choreography job um, for a movie that's being like made about my life. So I was like, okay, I'm taking Incredible. a leave of absence from Aust Ostrahan. We'll go to <laughs> Poland, shoot the movie, and then we'll come back and move to St. Petersburg. Amazing. And then the war breaks out. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're like totally, completely like, 
crap. We had literally left our whole apartment, oh. not packed anything. Like, thank God we had taken the dog because, like, oh our friends were like, goodness. oh, maybe we'll walk your, watch uh, your dog. And at the very last moment, I was like, mm, two no. months is a really long time. Like, you we should take the dog. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, it was gosh. just, honestly, it was terrible because I was on the schedule at my theater to dance one lake, like, March 8th. Oh my god. And the gosh. war broke out like the oh. 24th of February. <gasps> um, and then they banned Facebook and Instagram. And my husband has, like, he does digital ads with oh, Facebook goodness. and Instagram. So then he would have been shut down. He so would have been, his like, whole business would have been in the yeah. toilet. So it just became like more clear. Like, I kept an open conversation with Dima and we would call each other. And I just said, like, look, like, we we kept being like, okay, let's talk in two weeks. Like, yes. maybe it will calm down. Like, everyone was hoping for, like, a diplomatic solution. Nobody wants war. Like, yeah. both sides, I feel like. And, uh, yeah, exactly. you know, it just, like, was so sad. And in the end, I was kind of forced to write a letter of resignation. Right. Which, oh because goodness. it became, it, like, turned into a political thing, like, overnight, yeah. which was really sad. Um, and then I was without a job, without a home, Everything wow. I built, like completely the plan, yeah. The plans. Oh, <laughs> and wow. I didn't really like after that experience in Boston. I really was convinced that like my future was in Russia, right? Like I so really didn't like the system. Yeah, that, you know, like I was like, well, maybe somewhere in Europe, like could be, but it wasn't. It still wasn't exactly like what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah, you know. And in that time, like when you you know you had plans and you know you built yourself back up after kind of you know a hard moment at Boston how did you kind of get yourself back on your feet in those moments because I'm sure like many dancers you know during COVID or injury or Mm -hmm. you know any setback has times where it's a similar scenario how did you um, I think it's a combination of things. I think one is like a discipline to fitness mm. and taking your class, your daily class every day. I think the second factor is like when you have the repertoire to dance, that almost does the job for you. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's a luxury of that. And then three is the determination to not give up on yourself. Yes. And to believe in your future and the plans that you have in front of you that are meant for you. Um, but I mean, I'm having to motivate myself now Mm. because it's really hard. Like it really is a daily struggle of like, wow, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Whereas like that time in COVID, I think it was almost, that's so crazy to think like it was easier, but it was like, oh, at least I had a theater behind me. Yeah. And you know, everyone's in the same boat. It's not like you're missing out or, yeah. And I think this moment that I'm in now it's definitely a lot harder because mm. it's like, well, I used to have this amazing career. Do I still have it? Mm-hmm. Do I still have it in me? You know, and I think that was what was so crazy about like getting a call from the Paris Opera after doing their audition. Like yeah. definitely probably the, one of the oldest people in the room, you yes. know, yeah. and like now struggling with this, like, wow, I'm not a young chicken anymore. You know, I'm not hot off the press from YGP, you know, like, (laughs) you know, um, but I do have a lot of experience and I love what I do. I am confident in the fact that I have a work ethic that, you know, is an asset and huge, huge. Um, I think that experience of like working with the Paris opera right now was so challenging but also so rewarding at the same time because yeah whatever you go back into the court of ballet but it actually teaches you so much about spatial awareness about working as a team about conquering your fears and like having to just like go for it yeah like for example i mean i think you showed up one day (laughs) 
<laughs> Literally, they threw me into a new spot and like. And wait, uh, before this, she she had already been Joy had already been telling me how like they were doing Who Cares by Balanchine, and if you've seen it, it's just like. It's, it's an incredible ballet, but it is just chaos for the quarter ballet. Like, there's just, like, turns left and right, running around, and Joy basically had to learn, like, every every part. Like, she was thrown into, like, ten different parts, which is, like, different turns, different everything. And like doing um, different things on different counts. And yeah, like- and it's, like, so hard, like, just even to watch, it's stressful. <laughs> And like we did Ballet Imperial and Who Cares, which like if you're a Balanchine person, you know that Ballet Imperial is oh, just gosh. like a marathon. Yep. And like, mind you, none of us who are like just joining the company, like because we have no rank, like we don't have the privilege to do the rehearsal. Yeah. So we oh literally are like on the night of the show, like, okay, go into like Beatrice's spot or whatever. And you're, you're like, like, who's bitch? I don't even know where she's going. And so you're just like mad with your phone, like trying to like remember, like, is she in the first part or is she in the second? Oh my God. And, uh, yeah, you came on one of the nights where, like, one of the girls had taken a night off and then come back, and she had forgotten that, like, she was supposed to pass in the back, and so we literally ran into each other, like, full speed. Full speed during turn, like, yeah. Oh, and I was like, I'm gonna die now in a hole. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go And I saw Joy backstage, and I was like, please do not stress, like... But she was stressing. So. Oh my god, no. And I was like, I really hope nobody like tells me off. And that was the night that Hannah O'Neill and Mark Musso oh, got yeah. promoted to yeah. as well. And I was like, well, right. okay, I'm so it's happy for them. <laughs> if anybody looks back on the video of that performance, you can see me slam into a girl like full speed, you know. And my face, I think for the rest of the show, yeah. was like, oh. You're like, Oh my god, I was like, just smile, smile, but you're dying inside, they're gonna kick you out tomorrow. <laughs> no, they didn't, by the way, no, so. No. Yeah, no, and then the rest of the run was like, totally It was fine. really good, I mean, I said to Joya, like, you're stressing way too much, like, that was probably, like, 1.5% out of the whole performance. It definitely goes on the list of, like, onstage disasters. It, it, like, like if, if that's literally what she calls a disaster, like... It's really not that bad, but I understand that in, in your mind, you would have felt, like, wow, I had one chance, and like, here we go, like, thanks. Um, and I just can't believe it was the one time, like, it's the one time that you were in the audience, but it's, it's all fine. right, it was, good. it was all good, and, you know, at least I can say, like, at least she can laugh about it now, yeah. because it really wasn't that bad. No, we were like jump right back in. Yeah, like we were like oh, we're back. It, and was, it was like fine. nothing. Like if I had have looked at the program for one second and then looked back, I wouldn't have noticed anything. Anything. No, but so. like you can bet your bottom dollar. Like definitely, that never happened again in the whole. It, run, no but. way. No way. <laughs> but I mean, like that's what I mean. It's it was definitely an adjustment going from like dancing principal roles yeah. to like oh, back yeah. in the court of ballet For and like sure. the stress level of like trying to just be like on the same line as everyone and be in the music and anyway so yeah that was my journey until now yeah wow um i'm in paris yes um doing a lot of projects and then like doing um because the way the paris opera ballet works is it's like kind of complicated you don't just like you can't just like go in. Yes. At a, you have to um, 
like do a concourse every year and then they really do give preference to the girls that are from the Paris Opera School because yes. of course like it's like the Bolshoi School like they want people who Trained did their them. style and I mean that's so so beautiful so even just like having the opportunity to do production by production is really special really good um, and then like we'll see like you know I'll continue to do the external competition you know mm-hmm. but we'll see what happens like yeah I've like basically taken my approach now is like I'm no longer pressuring myself to like do crazy auditions because yeah. I spent like way too much money doing that last yeah. year and like where you just send everyone an email with your CV and your videos and, and then when you just hear like no 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 it it eats away at you yeah. like I can't like and now for the sake of my mental health I'm just like no like yeah. I'm worthy I'm a great dancer yes I also have other qualities that make me an addition like if a company 100%. wants me they can reach out exactly. and I'm happy to give them anything they need go take a class spend time but I'm no longer doing this like spend two thousand dollars on no a way on a plane ticket to have the director not come and watch me yeah. and then be given like a stupid like you know like oh we didn't you know like we didn't realize you were coming yeah or, or something it's like no 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 like I I really love what I do too much yes. to like have the joy of what I do ripped like, out <laughs> rip the soul out completely and, yeah so now me and my husband and my dog we have a beautiful apartment here in Paris so nice. I work with the Paris Opera sometimes it's pretty great I do like collaborations choreography photo shoots um and then like guest performances and yeah i'm actually going to be on an on a show that's shooting like in may which is really exciting i can't really like talk about it but, okay um, this is exciting yeah this is brand new this like just happened so and you were shooting for a, you shot, shot for a movie didn't you yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's so exciting you have all of this experience like seriously your career like yeah, you can say, like, it's great to train at a school and then go into the company and then, you know, you've got a set contract. But, you know, you've got so much experience in so many, like, different cities, countries, cultures. What do you think has been, like, I guess the thing that's taught you the most, good or bad? That's a really good question. Um, I think that it's not to give up on your dreams, no matter how hard it gets. Um, And to be willing to have hope even when it seems completely hopeless. Mm, mm. That you are worthy no matter how many people tell you different things. Yeah. You know, because you deserve to have something that you love. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's so true. That's really good advice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to take it because it can be really hard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it can be hard to, you know, build the blocks back up, especially when I feel like ballet and I, it also in, in my career, like you, you build up blocks and then you hit a road and then you start from square one again and you like have yeah. to build those blocks back up, which is like self-esteem, the love for mm-hmm. it you know, the training, all of these different aspects. What do you think has been the hardest aspect to, like, build up? Is it, like, the inner inner love, the self-esteem, the, the training, the physical, the mental? I think it's a hope for a future. Like, because yeah. I think there's part of me, like, 
especially with the war and seeing like yes. my friends' lives being ripped apart and you know an idea and a career path that I thought was the right one for me but then also seeing like and making so many great friends with amazing Ukrainian dancers who like literally have to run for their lives and or or are getting used to the normalcy of like oh yeah there's an air raid siren or we're having to sleep in the metro like that just puts into perspective it's, that like yeah. you know I have so much to be grateful for yes. that like, yes, me not having the like dream, dream job that I wish I had, like that is nothing compared to somebody literally having to like drag their brother on the floor because oh. they've been, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. So like we true. are so lucky to be alive and to get to do what we do. And if I get to hold a bar and do a plie, like yeah. thank the Lord Jesus for that, you know, yeah. like, um, but like on the other hand, it's like, yeah, no, I really hope that I can dance some of the roles that I've dreamed to dance. Yes. You know, I want to dance Manal. I want to dance Romeo and Juliet. I want to dance and have things created on me. And so I think the fear that I struggle with right now is like, am I good enough still? Yeah. Can I still be somebody who choreographers see or am I too old? Like before it was can I get the job now it's like wow am I too old you know no. even though you're 28 years old like yeah, that's, that's another not. crazy crazy thing but I do know that life happens opportunities come up at the craziest um time and I think the most important thing is to say yes to things yes. even if you have in your mind 100%. a place where you want to be or you want to have like if life is presenting you something that's totally opposite like going to Astrahan, you know yeah like yeah. that would people would be like no ew where yeah. is that like you know but in a way like going there actually gave me a second wind yes yeah so yeah, yeah don't say no yeah like, say yes to things that present itself so my hope for myself now is whatever comes yes comes next it's something I'll say yes to yeah no that's such good advice and about like, you know, being, you know, I think it's important putting things in perspective as well, like especially with what you said just then about like all of that situation that's happening in Russia. Also health, like when you're injured and then realizing that just being able to dance in yeah. general yeah. is such a huge thing. But what would you say like in general your mindset is like, do you feel you're a more positive person and you, you can look at the... The bright side of things, like cup half full? Um, normally, like people who know me or like take class know that I'm always have a huge smile on my face. Yes, I try yeah. to be nice to every single person, like crack a joke, you know, but I have been like definitely struggling the past year with my own like mental health and like having hope, um, but like also doing work, like not being afraid to ask for help. Yes, like finding that's a therapist. so true. I think a lot of people actually need to hear that because. Yeah. I think a lot of young dancers as well, like if you've got family there, if not a friend or like talk yeah. to the te your teacher about yeah. things that are happening because it's so true. You can, especially in teenage years, you can feel like you, you just know everything or yeah. you, you can, <laughs> I certainly am, or you don't need to tell anyone about anything, but yeah. it sometimes just like divides the problem in half. Yeah. Like there's a saying, which is like, a problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's such so good. Yeah. It's like just tell someone like maybe they'll help, maybe they won't, yeah. but like sometimes yeah. it's yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. really good advice. Actually. I think yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help mm. and don't be afraid to be vulnerable to say what's actually going on. Yeah. So much 
especially of the experience right now is to like post on your Instagram everything's amazing yes. it's like you have to have the ability and the strength to say like this is what's going on yeah and this is like because you can't put a filter on your emotions no way that's a good that's a good quote you can't, you can't like they, filter your emotions yeah, yeah. Um, and if you don't deal with them they come back mm. and they haunt you and yeah well exactly and it builds and builds and then you'll realize like something's not wrong but yeah I always um I always found like when you have a bad moment like it always takes hitting rock bottom to then start changing something like yeah. if it's about health or you know your emotions but I think if we can manage it now well if you're in a good place or yeah even when you're super happy and like you feel on top of the world to keep managing like the stuff that's going on because then you won't end up hitting you know a horrible <laughs> rock bottom and feeling like you've got all of this mountain to climb yeah like yeah really keeping on top of you know everything everything yeah. that's going on and baby steps too like yes. sometimes yeah sometimes like for right now like I'm struggling with like uh two injuries in my both of my feet and sometimes it's like yeah actually the best thing to do is to take time off even if yeah. you don't know what's happening tomorrow mm -hmm. like even if you don't know like for me it's like wow if I stop training like am I gonna lose opportunities but mm -hmm. it's like actually you have to give your body the space to heal like just going 100% all the time is not sustainable no. you have to work in a way that's holistic or it doesn't last yeah like it you can't burn a candle at both ends and expect it to keep having you know yeah keep exactly. not burn out like it's gotta kind of gotta Put it out sometimes. You gotta let it let it sizzle a bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I just if you're listening and you're young, middle, ex dancer, just know that you're worthy because you know, you put in so much work and it doesn't it's not the work that makes you worthy. The fact that you're breathing, yeah, the fact that you're alive makes you worthy of love and of appreciation and don't let people put a label on you that mm. you don't want for yourself. Yeah, that's that's really, really true and so good. And people really need to realize that. And maybe if someone is listening and they feel like, yeah, well, I don't feel that's true because I haven't been selected for this role or I have been working, but, you know, my teacher says I'm not this certain way. How do you feel, you know, you can get that inner sense of worth and self-esteem back do you have things you would do that maybe like maybe start with like self-affirming that i think also things? like just putting in the work for yourself putting like horse blinders mm -hmm. on yeah and like not listening to what people say yeah and that's just so true like sometimes like if you can't find the self-confidence from you know the inner world mm. or from the outer world you have to just like well I did this this and this today and that's you know like this one plus two equals three three plus yep. two equals five you know like and suddenly you're in a habit or suddenly you're in a routine and all of a sudden you're in a space that you weren't a month ago yeah no I agree and now onto like a a different sort of little subject an inner subject what is your all-time favorite ballet? Oh my gosh. 
least just That's one. So high. no. Just, okay, two. Okay, well. <laughs> That's really hard because I feel like the. I feel like when you you see things that you're dancing that are new, you're like, wow, I really want to dance. Yeah, that. yeah. But I think like the all-time role that I have to dance before I die is Macmillan Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. oh my god, yeah. Because of the one, the mo- like, Here's I like goosebumps yeah. thinking about it actually. Music, the the, mu- the oh. use of the the technique oh. of parada because one of my favorite things like all time from Bolshoi school is. Parada. Yeah. And like as a choreographer, I love to create yes. different like duets. Like I love the use of, of the human body with each other and like what that can make. Um, then, and I just look up to Macmillan's like genius of yes. that, like how he actually tells each part of the story. Like even if you took away the music, you'd know what that story yeah, is about. That's so, but then with the music yeah. as well, it's yeah. like, a, oh, yeah, it's so incredible. And then, I love John Krinko's Anegin. Oh, yes. Oh, my god. Like, I need to dance that last parado where she, like, rips up the letter. Oh, And she yes. tells him to go and, like, brings her arms down. Like, <laughs> as a dancer who's trained in the Bolshoi style, like, the, one of the things that sets apart the Bolshoi school and the Bolshoi company, which I miss so, so dearly, is the use of ex- like of expression yes where it's not like i mean i i mean thank god that i've had this opportunity to dance in paris opera and now i can actually do an entrechassis and actually beat my feet and like use my demi point yeah you don't use need to do articulation that and, and just jump up on your a there we go yeah, yeah <laughs> just literally. make it happen put your gainers on literally put just them on and just it. pop it up <laughs> you know? um pop it and lock it you know hopefully if i ever get to go back to that like style i'll have a little bit you more can have like the... refinement there but the bullshit style is like put your heart and your soul yeah into your dancing. that is actually so true like i do love that i do love that about watching russian dance yeah. it's like it's the body expression like yeah. the physical yeah. artistry is unreal yeah. i've never seen a more perfect giselle than i've seen here in paris oh uh, yeah but i've never cried so much in yeah. like i've never like, that's a really good so description real. that's yeah. a really good description yeah. of describing it and yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect no it no. doesn't have to be um and yes, like the, the French coaching, oh my God, like mm. you will never get like more info and have a better understanding of what you're doing than like working with a French coach. Yes. But you bet your bottom dollar, like you will, you can actually cry. You can actually like put in your thoughts and your emotion mm. in your like classical dancing when you work with somebody who's like an ex ex bolshoi dancer like yeah. it's something different and i'm so happy to have that inside of me 100 percent. i just want the opportunity to show it <laughs> yeah yeah you will you will you yeah. definitely so will that day when i get to dance that macmillan roman juliet i know like for me that's like the top of the mountain for sure like you're like I mean, yeah. by the time you get on stage you're already been shopping with you no i got to do the um there's a parada where um Romeo it's like their first night together and oh, then he yes. has to leave in the yeah. morning and I got to do that with my um old partner Mario and he oh, was wow. like such a special soul too yeah. that like when we got to dance that on together like even every single rehearsal like that's when you know that you love yes. something like yeah. every rehearsal you were was just so fun excited excited to yeah. dance it now what would be your I know this is hard because you've trained so many different styles and techniques but what is 
let's say currently your favorite style style i mean i'm really enjoying the french yeah like really uh-huh. enjoying the the way the use of the feet the use of oh, the rib yeah. cage the use of um the i mean it Petite Allegro became fun, whereas like before it was like, oh my god, I oh. cannot do a saute or I can't do yes. this, and I just realized like I wasn't doing it in the right way. Right. Um, and I definitely feel like I haven't like even started the mountain of like because in French technique they have this ability to like plie and then stay on arabesque yeah. and then not move and then go to the next thing, and that's like my next goal. Like, okay, yeah. how do I train for that? How do I do that in a way where everything. Is without stress and simple and unadorned, um, but yet clear. And I feel like if you can put those two things with like the Russian explosivity, the emotions, I think that would be so beautiful. And I I almost feel like Mariana Nunes. Oh, yes. And like she has some of that too, like the refinement and yet yet, like this beautiful enjoyment. uh, I do love the artistry. Yeah. Yeah. The royal, some of the I recently dances. read an article from Alistair uh, McKay, a beautiful, like he does all of the dance reviews, and he oh, yeah, criticized yeah. her as not being artistic. And I was like, oh, what? Boy. <laughs> every oh, boy. every muscle in her face is moving. And she something. is, I think, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when people talk about artistry, they talk about her. Yeah, she is yeah. body soul. Like wow. That's... I mean, of course, like my favorite ballerina, like, and I've actually gotten to work with her, which is so oh, insane. Wow. Is Natalia Sifova. Oh, Oh, he, oh, because well, she, she like is. not to use the effort, but she doesn't give an F. Like, yeah, she, she literally doesn't, and she literally. just dances. And I just, I'm so inspired by her ability to not care what people think so about her good. and yeah. be such like on such a high technical level. But then just like, yeah, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and my shoes are gonna look how they're gonna look. I'm yeah. gonna be who I am, and you can't tell me to change. Yeah, and I, I like that. Oh, I respect a, it because yeah. it's like I just. We'll never forget the like, yeah, you could be so good if you switch your point shoes or whatever. And like, maybe that was right, but the way it was delivered, it's just, just turned me off in such a way. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, if somebody is going to give me a correction or something for me to change, I want them, I want to feel that they care about me. Like yeah. One yeah. of the coaches here, um, Jean Marie, who I work with a lot, he told me to change the way I do my makeup and he did it in such a loving way mm. that the next day right away I changed the way I did my makeup yeah. and it actually was one of the most like helpful things yep. for yeah. me you know and he's like because the way I was doing it before he said you look angry right. and now he's like I can see your smile yeah. I can see you know and it was it's just the delivery of how and maybe the intentions behind yeah. it as well for yeah. sure and like but like, oh, I don't like those shoes, the yeah. way they look on you. It's like, so just don't say it. Just say, hey, yeah. you, you thought about other... Yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah. Some oh, this... people are so grumpy. Yeah. And it is, I mean, also like delivering it in a way where a person can accept it. Exactly. Instead of like... Feeling me... attacked. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I've been wearing the, whole, yeah. the wrong shoes my whole life. Or yeah. like... Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I agree with that statement looking back at it two years ago. Like, yeah, yeah I but... should have changed my shoes, but <laughs> it was not given to me no. in a point of like... Oh, where you wanted to change. Yeah, like... yeah. And like also now having changed my shoes um, and now dealing with like a ton of injury, it's like, mm. hmm, maybe I should, you know, it's like there's there was actually also a reason why I was wearing those shoes. Yeah. And like maybe they had protected me in a way from some of the things that I'm having to deal with now Mm. not that like I mean 
yeah, I, I agree. Like for Sophie and, and Giselle, you need a shoe that was different than the shoe yes. I was using when right. I danced those ballets. But I still feel like that's also my right as a dancer yeah. to decide what I wear. What you think you is know? best. And, and... and like, it's also my journey to find that for myself. And I don't, okay, I understand that coming from a woman who has like a great career and can tell, you know, but like yes, as but... a man who's never danced on point, yeah, like, and on. then to use that as like, oh, this is a reason for why I'm going to make this decision X, Y, Z. It's like, yeah. that is, I feel like that's so inappropriate. It is. It is. I feel completely. like it's like, I changed my shoes because a beautiful principal dancer from the Paris Opera came alongside me, took me by the hand, yeah. refit me, you know, like it was like done in a way of like, so much. Just, and it wasn't like, you have to do this. No, it it's like, like, if you try feel, it. yeah, try it out and you see know? how it is. I know. We're getting into like, explosive statements here I know. there's so much there's so much we have to talk about have to do part two we yeah part because three, part four. it's been an hour but we literally yeah we have so much to talk about so there'll definitely be another this is a crazy idea you yeah. can totally edit this out what if we did like a ask uh a live. joy and like ask a um like questions and yeah answers. like where we like people submit it and yeah. then like we could do that we could do a q and a but also we could do an, an instagram live you. yeah <laughs> an instagram live session of with my new i have this new tripod which it, we just started we to work discovered I, it discovered it's been sitting in my house the whole time but i've just like set it up and it follows our faces and everything so it's great but we i always end the podcast episode with one question which is what makes you feel most confident in your skin? Whoa. Which is a really nice That's question. That's a really hard one. It's hard. And uh, yeah, like what, what makes you feel most yourself, most confident? What are you doing? Um, that, sort of, that sort of thing. Is it in dancing or is it in In life? general, in, in life, in general. It could be dance, it could be... This is a weird answer, but I love the routine of taking bar. Yeah, I, I I feel like I'm in my skin after a bar. Yep. I you know Julian McKay actually answered the exact same. No thing. way. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. so crazy. But it's because we're from the same school, maybe. Yeah, maybe it is maybe that like real Russian, Russian routine, yeah. like of having that. That's really interesting. That is actually shout out to Julian McKay. Shout out to that. Julian. <laughs> <laughs> I love. That's so funny. Wow. But yeah, if I'm thinking about it, it's like a struggle to get there. But like yeah, once you put once that hand on the bar, once you feel the inner muscles, it's almost like there's like spirit. It's almost spiritual. It's like you're yeah. getting the energy from the ground. Something's happening in the body and then you're able to like express, express it. And then you can like, whew, okay. Yeah. You know? Do you find it almost medita- meditative for like the whole experience or... Like, do you feel once you, when you're doing it, you feel clear in the mind and you feel you can zone out or are you really not zoned out? Um, I have this amazing teacher in Moscow, Ilya Kuznetsov, uh-huh. who oh, changed yeah. my like brain about how I think about the bar. It's such a beautiful way. Mm. It's a research. Like in French, they use like a term of like, um, even when you're doing contemporary or whatever, yeah. you're doing a research and like, oh, that's how I the... feel. Like every day it's a research right. of like, how do I feel physically or what can I do better? Because everything in your technique like and you need your technique because it's a tool mm. to make a dance you know 
comes from that point. yes so even the injuries like are coming from how you're doing how that. you're starting yeah. the bar it's yeah. so true yeah wow that's really i love that yeah. so you like research your body i mean i mean it's so analytical like, like in, in not like i have to just give you a private like so you can understand like yeah. there's this whole idea yeah, that he talks about like from the first position like how you're feeling the muscles wow. and then if you add like the french style on top of that which is a bit more free it's like there's there's a breath and like an energy thing happening with yes. that like with that like base and that root system this is like wow i'm getting so crushed flower right now but it's like the, <laughs> the top of the 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 top of the body can like yeah. move you know wow that's amazing yeah. well crushed <laughs> petals um no but, yeah. Well, guys, that is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so, so much, Joy, for coming on today. I am so grateful. I believe so in you, Audrey, and I want the best, and this Aww. is so fun, and you've I'm inspired sure. me to, like, Oh, my God. More, so, so I'm sure this has inspired so many of you guys listening, wherever you are. And um, don't forget to follow Joy on social media. What's your handle? Uh, Joy.Womack. Perfect. And, yeah, let us know what you think and um we'll definitely be doing more episodes together thank you guys bye